two-man. Israel Falau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy the show. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. I'm your host, Kagi, and joining me, I have one very pleased and one not-so-pleased Dale brother uh, after their head-to-head fantasy <laughs> matchup in round three. I will let you guys guess who is who. Harry, Man, how are I, we tonight? I thought you weren't going to talk about this. I really thought that we were going to let this one go under the radar. I think we should. This is the hammered Nelson <laughs> again. What do you mean again, mate? It's the first time we've played each other. In what? How many years? Uh, this year. So when I beat you every year... Oh, what, one out of two games some years? Mate, you don't win a game. Not right, this well, year look, or last you guys, year. You've <laughs> stolen the thunder now, and also introducing Nelson, how are you? Uh, really shit, mate. Really, really <laughs> shit. <laughs> mate, Rico is how I went. What the fuck are my players doing? Just and get- Akers, what was that yellow card? Wait, more importantly, where are you on the table now? It is a curse. Where you can't just steal you? all my questions. It is, it is a curse. But no, but yeah, the, for the listeners, whereabouts, um, whereabouts are you sitting on the league table? Top eight. Out of solid answer, solid answer. I mean, I don't know X. Like, how give it a value? Also, on that? bottom eight as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you bottom know. one, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, all right, in draftrobe.com news, work continues on integrating the stats. Uh, the round three fantasy stats will be up on the site tomorrow, um, and which is Tuesday. Which is Tuesday. This is Monday night, mm-hmm. a very late evening Monday night pod. We're trying to resume Monday nights again on the pod. And we're going to work really hard to try and cut the time down this on this week's episode. So we're going to try... <laughs> Which means we've got one big technique this week. Every time Kagi goes over, I get to flick him in the ear. So if you hear some moaning, that's what it is. Yes, that's true. Um, but yeah, well, look, getting the plugs out of the way. Uh, we are at Draft Rugby on everything. Facebook, Instagram. Um, what's the other thing around? Facebook, Instagram, Tinder. Twitter. Twitter, the big one, Twitter. Um, Grinder. Sorry, Harry's just taking selfies to put up on his Grinder profile. So it was... <laughs> momentarily thrown but um, yeah uh, at Draft Rugby on all socials and um, get after our articles on the website um, and the website blog the Casualty Ward the Fantasy Round in Review and the Stock Market which uh, Nabung actually did write last week but um, apparently Old Mate doesn't know how to use WordPress no so, idea so wrote the article he just is, didn't post it he's very confused about the internet mm, it's too true. complicated for him and uh, yeah look the Casualty Ward even more relevant than ever with uh the first instalment we've had, first week, we've really experienced Casualty Ward fake news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good. And, and, I mean, we've, it's our first Casualty Ward specific to one player mm. um, because of just news that's out there where it's just getting out of hand and there's, I mean, it's a bit ridiculous. That's it. So there was a specific article uh, Harry O'Nell's just posted on Jordan Bataille. Not Nelson. Nelson. He wants credit for that. Yeah, no, yeah I wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> on, on Jordy Bataille and his injury because, yeah, it was pretty misleading about this... that. But um, in terms of the fake news, though, that was, uh, oh, you know, yeah. I wouldn't put it past it either being Harry or Nelson writing the fake news, but... Um, We'll convince it was you, mate. mate. It only supported you. Yeah, oh. the whole idea. Okay, you tell what, what it is, really and we'll talk about the meaning. Well, so it was Manasa Mata Eli, uh, the Crusaders right winger, who was <coughs> set for a massive year, particularly so, in my fantasy team. So, so someone had made a fake account called Crusaders Injuries. No, Confu- Crusaders News. Crusaders News, mm. and then basically said that Manasa Mata Eli was only going to be out for two weeks. 
Of course, the <laughs> reason... No, two weeks. Yeah. The reason they would say that is so that Manasa Mateeli was rated more highly, so yeah. you could then offload it to he, someone else for a he, good he's player. still That's high true. value. No Logically, you, you are the only one, Kagi, that would have done Look, that. no one did accept my trade offers for Manasa Mateeli last week. Um, <laughs> you did push it. I did end up having to drop him. Uh, and then I picked up Will Jordan, who I didn't then play, even though he went on to have a uh, absolute barnstorming oh, week. But all good. Um, all right, so, yeah, just keep keep your eyes peeled for the, the fake news. Harry and, uh, will be pretty quick to point it out on Twitter. But, um, yeah, we might release some individual, you know, articles about uh, big players, like, for example, Jordan Bataille, just clearing up exactly what's going on and also getting uh, Harry and Nelson's expert medical opinions. Yeah. Um, They've seen a few, done a few ACLs in their time, so... Um, yeah, yeah, that's the fun. Got to do something. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right, and look, getting into the, the pod. Um, so for Entree this week, we'll be reviewing um, Fantasy Super Rugby Round 3. Uh, for main course, we're going to look at what's to come in Round 4. And for dessert, we'll take a quick peek um, <clears throat> at the top performers in a few key stats um, three weeks into the season. I think um, we're also going to be quite topical here. Both Harry and I, are, are, we're mid. Well, I mean, we're, we're one day into a charity walk for Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy. Uh, the charity say, say that three times fast. Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy, Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy, Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy. Um, sound like you have it after um, the. <laughs> oh mate, you can't. Much. You can't say that. <laughs> Just because you're not charitable like us, right? Yeah, so it's it's uh, 170 odd k's that, that we're walking. There's 70 people. We're the physio and podiatrist. Plus, we're we're doing the the walk. We'll put up um, some links on the social medias. Uh, if you guys are keen to to donate, any any money counts and, and is really important. Charity's um, called Save Our Sons. Yeah, Save Our Sons. Boys, basically everyone that's diagnosed is, is boys, and by the time they're 12, they're, they're in a wheelchair, and they generally don't make it past the age of 25. Mm. Uh, it's pretty serious. Um, it, it should be noted, Harry Nelson do this every year, so it's... Um, yeah. No, it's a great cause that you guys really get behind. Yeah, they only stop walking for the fantasy podcast, actually. That's correct. (laughs) We've got 100 people sitting in the room uh, with a live audience right now. So, uh, (laughs) no, very good. Um, Certainly, yeah, check out the the boys' post on that and get around that. But, um, yeah, all right, well, let's get stuck into it uh, this week. We are going to try and um, really move along. So, with our our review of each team and our preview, we're going to try and stick to under four minutes a team. Just we'll give you the timeline so that you can, uh, you know, Hold us accountable, yeah. um, mainly me. But um, yeah, and normally I would put this off to someone else to talk about it first. But it t- turns out you guys were working and didn't um, didn't watch the Hurricanes game. Got a half in. Okay, well you got a half in. I mean, look, all you need to know about that game is uh, Nani Lamape. How good is he? Oh God, he was good. <laughs> Not only the fantasy man of the match in this one, but the fantasy man of the round. Also <laughs> now the uh, top fantasy center. Boom! Just He's like back, that. baby. He is. The, the mini bus, as he's called, uh, the biggest ball hog, probably playing in Super Rugby, I think. Are we going to give him that? It's him or Akira. But no, I'm, I'm Akira, you has got him absolutely covered, man. Yeah, oh, he's, he's got a mortgage recently. on that one. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. um, well, anyway, Lamape had uh, 104 fantasy points this week, 18 carries, three clean breaks, six defenders beaten, 162 metres run, and three tries. So, um, Insane. You would have enjoyed watching that if you had him in your team. Um but look, I mean, other big players for the Hurricanes this week, uh, we had Dane Coles returning to some previous, you know, excellent form as uh, he was a top hooker a couple of years ago. So 69 points, two tries, three clean breaks, couple, three defenders beaten, and and also 11 of 11 line-out throws. So he was looking good. Uh, he did that Superman dive over for one of his tries. We had Artie Sevilla, 66 points, 11 defenders beaten from 12 runs, seven tackles. 
TJ, 55 points. Uh, all the big guns were back and firing for the, the, the uh, Hurricanes. They look like a, a changed team. Brand new team, yeah. Back to, back to last year's form after a pretty average first couple of weeks. And really silenced the, uh, the Aussies uh, talking, talking to big game after talking the Brumbies smack. smashing the Chiefs last week. But um, we'll get on to the Chiefs uh, later in the pod. But look, from the Brumbies, Falau Fainga, 64 points. He also won 13 of his lineouts, so he, you can expect a lot of points from him. And thank um, God an, an Aussie is throwing the line out straight. Mm, I know. Uh, well, he's, he's probably going to be shearing for the Wallabies at this stage. He has to be. He's the only so. one that can throw a line out, mate. And also a big Lockie McCaffrey, who we've been getting more and more impressed with each week, um, just absolutely nailing down at number eight there for the Brumbies. I'd say I'm about three-quarter chub with him. I think after week one, week two, is sort of semi-chub, but he's, he's almost all there, I think. Mm, it's, been, it's been pretty good. So he had 51 points and another strong showing. But, um, yeah, I guess in terms of the stats for this game, look, uh, it was really a story of missed tackles. Brumbies had nine, uh, sorry, Hurricanes had 19, Brumbies had 38. So double missed tackles. Again, the running meter is about double. Hurricanes 712, the Brumbies 308. And interestingly, there was a hell of a lot of turnovers in this one. Uh, 19 uh, apiece. So, um, no, that was uh, that was interesting. But look... Uh, Especially when you consider they had double the run meters and you know essentially d- double the effectiveness in their attack, but you had even turnovers. So the Brumbies not only not being effective with their carries, but turning over a lot of ball as well. Absolutely. And sorry, I did miss talking about who returned for this one. So we had Bowden Barrett back, Viper Feeder in at six. Uh, Have you ever not missed that? I just, <laughs> is this I'm just too excited to get straight into it. You this know? structure um, thing hurts you, mate. Uh, yeah, too much structure. It doesn't look good on I'm you. I'm like the Chiefs, all right? No structure. Um, Terrible. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, and we had yes. we had a, a big, big battle of Artie Sevilla and David Pocock back there playing, but uh, unfortunately Pocock, Pocock was kind of kept a, a little silent in this one. So um, oh, he still played very well. Mm. He's just not a runner, you know. Like he does the dirty work. I remember him turning over a ball on the line when the Brumbies are under the pump and still in the game. He uh, he was still very effective, but the the Hurricanes out, uh, Hurricanes Lucy's were. Awesome. Yeah, is the bloke in a close game? He'll probably he's got the chance to win you a game, but he's not going to be the bloke that's going to run a thousand meters. Um, like a, a Yuani or something like that. For sure. Well, speaking of players that looked hot, Chase Tiatea, he looked pretty bloody incredible at 15. So he, Love the look of him. He had the pace and the brawn to back it up, so he looked pretty good. Um, you guys are a little bit we were unsure on how Vince Arso and Wes Husson were kind of sitting in the rankings, but it, it looks, seems like it looks like um, yeah, Arso's got the, the spot down pat at the moment. Um, Absolutely. He, he's played everywhere in the back line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, but... I mean, it, it's a negative sometimes being too versatile, but they both are. Yeah, no, no, no. But the reason that I think Vince Arso is the one that's named over the top of him is the fact that Vince Arso was named to start before he got moved in when Matt Proctor was uh, sick. So he was named above yeah. him then. Yeah. And in this game, oh, again, definitely... he got pushed back out to the wing, even though he's been playing in two different positions before it. And Hussein got uh, yeah. dropped to the sub bench as well. So early on the season, he's definitely preferred. Oh, yeah. They just want him on the field. Yeah. And I guess, look, in, in moving on, the last thing we'll just say, real simple point with the Brumbies, Iray Simone needs to stop kicking. Oh, far it's, out. It's a bloody simple one. He, he's bombed a couple tries. He's given other teams tries. Like, Kicked the ball dead for a penalty, oh, which was, was a gimme. Yeah, yeah. It, it missed, didn't that get it out. That was a turning point in the game. That was a crucial point. The clearance point. kicking yeah. in this one was huge as well. Hmm. And the, the, the Brumbies, again, for their first 11 minutes of the second half, defended really, really well, considered only three points. And then the... I think their forwards got a uh, penalty scrum off a scrum, penalty, yeah. and then he missed touch. Like, we were saying Banks has a hell of a kick on him, a bit of a cannon. They really need to just give him, him a start. Yeah. yeah, it's very simple. Yeah, it's a pretty simple game plan. Mm. <laughs> very good. All right, well, let's move on. Right, the Rebels versus the Highlanders. This was uh, one of the really anticipated 
Anzac derbies. Uh, the Rebels got up 24 versus 19 for the Highlanders. Uh, I thought they were really, really dominant in this one. They could have well won this game by a fair bit more. They lacked a little bit of composure right at the end, and the Highlanders being the quality side they are, they managed to get back into it and make it very, very close in the end. You know, only a, a penalty in the last play, five metres out from their own line, saved it for the Rebels, and they, they kicked it out. So it was a, a tight finish, but realistically, I think they were the really dominant team for the majority of this game. Mm. The players coming back were Elliot Dixon and Tom Franklin. Dixon started at number eight, Tom Franklin off the bench for Locke. They were both missing the first two weeks because they played in Japan in the off-season. And Dixon with the cleanest haircut he's ever had. You almost didn't recognise him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Reese Hodge came back via the bench from his ankle fracture from the end of tour last year, end of year tour last year. And Coleman with the uh, calf injury in that Wallabies camp, that uh, pre-season Wallabies camp that's been talked about a lot, came back as well. So they all came off the bench, though. No, st- no change to the starters, really. Mm. Yep. Uh, obviously, the only changes I should say in that same breath is all the Highlanders team that was rested from the <laughs> All Blacks rest weeks being most of the team. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, <laughs> personnel. My, my first highlight was Naholo just charging straight at Quade Cooper. <laughs> oh, fuck, he bumped him a long way. Quade tried to go <laughs> high, and oh my god. He would have gone back 10 metres, not even exaggerating. Ridiculous. Yeah. That should somehow come off his meters. It's something has to be there. You know, you know, you know in basketball how they, they have a, a thing called, um, if you dunk on someone, they call it posterized. You get posterized, they put up <laughs> yeah. the poster. Well, the quite, holarized? Yeah, quite, he's been the holarized. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a posterized version of rugby. Yeah. yeah. To his credit, though, he played very, very flat again in attack, and he had a couple of brilliant moments. There was one where I think he got some slow ball. He jumped to catch it high. Before he landed, he managed just to pop it over his shoulder to Maddox just to set up a try. The no-look no pop as well. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then also that grubber where he was standing on the line, took one step and put it through for Meeks. Yes, lucky bounce. Man, he's standing in the attacking, the defensive line when he kicks that. Yeah, no. Very, very good. Uh, the big talking point for this one was really the role of Joshuani, who had been brewing in the first couple of weeks. Mm. They pushed him to fullback, bring Gatland at number 10, and a couple of people had asked us who we thought would kick. We expected Joshuani to kick because he's been kicking absolutely everything. He'd been at 90-plus percent. And Gatland yeah. had a terrible percent last year. No, no, he, he, he did miss yeah, one. Yeah, and Gatlin was terrible last year. Was yeah, the, the, they spoke to the coach after, and he said they'd always planned for Bryn Gatland to kick goals and control the full game. So I think they wanted to give him the opportunity to be the team's fly half and manager for the entire game. Yeah. And uh, that was part of that. So I don't think it was anything against Yuani. It was just giving Gatlin that opportunity. And for people like me that have Josh Yuani as their starting fly half, you can rest assured, BJ had a terrible game. So Josh will be back next week. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, missed his, he missed his kicks as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. From a fantasy point of view, uh, it goes without saying almost at this point that Shannon Frizzell was again the fantasy man of the match. 65 points. Yeah. Scored oh, another try. 17 carries, five defenders beaten, a clean break, three line-out takes to boot, and uh, 10 tackles, so he wasn't shirking the defensive stuff either. He's a weapon, and the the growth in that... Uh, in him this year compared to last year is insane. Oh, I, mean, he's, I think he's that, played in eighteen months is absurd. Mm. Yeah, the money stat is seventeen carries. You know, that's right. He just, he's well, getting and, and ten tackles, mate. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. DHP came back this week, sixty-three points for him. He looks really good as well. Set up a good try. Um, 
So I was, I was really impressed with his comeback. And Tommy English just continues to exceed expectation. 58 points. And he's got a very good try wrapping around the outside, uh, around the back of the ruck with that inside ball as well. So he looks good. He's going to look real good on the bench. Absolutely. He, he's, going, <laughs> he's going straight to the bench. Yeah. But he does. He does. He's an overachiever, mate. Good on him. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Hemmerfo, 52 points. And Siate uh, Tokalahi with his first try of the year, 46 points. But I don't think he'll continue to start. I think that's probably all he's Guys. I'd like to point out that this is the first week Nabung rested Homopo um, just when he's decided to play well. So, um, good call there. Uh, the one other one I want to point out just before we move on is the the turnovers conceded was 21 to 2. Yeah, insane. that's that, right? That's absurd. That's insane. The <laughs> really? Rebels 21 turnovers. Where? Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> Well, I think we're all... That, it's shocking all. It's I'm a, absolutely yeah. shocked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hadn't seen that. Mm. Um, anyway, moving on. That's about it from that one. Um, so the next game is between who we're now dubbing the Sun Chiefs versus the Sun Wolves. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the, <You're welcome. laughs> the Sun Wolves are, won 30 to 15. I mean, so many people bank the Chiefs to come good here, but Why? Like, they've shown nothing. They're, they're not even getting coached by their proper coach. Like, I see it's because they were versing the Sun They were in such a disarray. $15 odds, I think, for the... Um, but, the I mean, odds. the Sun Wolves looked good against a, a looser team in the, the Waratahs. They looked shite. Or not, they didn't even look shite. They looked good but couldn't deal with the, the up-front forward pack of, of the Sharks. I love, I love that you're, you're calling the Waratahs a looser team. Just Instead of just saying, we have no forward pack, you're like, a looser team. <laughs> you, you need, okay, put it this way. To beat the Sun Wolves, you need to have a dominant forward pack. That is how you're going to beat them. Guaranteed. If you play loose, they are good at playing loose. They are loose Kiwi yeah. side. If you I, play, really hope, <laughs> I really hope that none of our listeners listened to last week's podcast where we said <laughs> the Chiefs are so brilliant was, in breaking uh, play, they're going to demolish I was just getting I don't think I said that. No, no, we did. I, I said that. I basically said yeah. exactly what you said. You either got to have a really big forward pad, and or, just, or, or if you play loose, you just going to be better at them at it. And I was like, and the Chiefs will be so much better than them at yeah. it. And I'm pretty and sure I disagree with you. Chiefs. Sun Chiefs. Sun Chiefs. So people that returned for the Sun Chiefs were Brad Weber from his concussion, Sean White. Ryan Nui, uh, Nankavel, uh, Angus Ta'aval, who he was on leave, so he swapped in with Lala, who, who's had a rest. Um, new injuries. All back rest, yes. Yes. Um, I don't think anyone returned for the Sunwolves. No. no, Little returned to the start, starting side. Oh, did he? Yeah, no, the first time for the yeah. starting side. Yeah, yeah, starting side. And he looked bloody good. And we thought maybe he wasn't going to play. Trying to translate from Japanese to English can sometimes be difficult. He, he immediately made it. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a really weird uh, thing that came out on Twitter where we when we summarised it, it said that he had a fracture and then it just disappeared. So yeah. I don't know what was going on there. That was More weird. fake news. New, right new injuries. Era of fake news. New injuries was Tamu Manu. He uh, he got pulled pre-game from a, a groin injury. James Moore again, an Aussie. He got pulled pre-game. Shane Gates. Oh my God! He snapped his tib fib and boy was that floppy. All I'm gonna say is his leg. <laughs> yeah, his lower his lower leg. He snapped it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kaito Ishigeno, uh, he popped a rib or did something that's, to his ribs. That's good for me. Yeah, that's um, the fantasy man of the match was Nankavel, who, I mean, we, we thought that he could be starting throughout the season for them. He got 71 points. Did he do anything good? He, he just did bits at centre. I didn't think he looked that good. He just did bit, He scored 15 points for every category. So he got 71 points, but he got 15 points from line breaks, which was three. He got 15 points from um, defenders beating, which was five. He got 15 tackles. He also scored a try. Okay. So he, he did. He did do a fair bit. Um, oh, it's round numbers. Yeah. The the, the Chiefs. Um, 
the the big scorers for them were uh, Michael Allardyce on 55 points. He just worked hard around the set piece and got 17 out of 17 tackles. Mm. Brad Weber got 54 points, 72 from passes, 72 passes, so seven points. And, and Ateni Nanai Saturo got 51 points for the Sunwolves. You Hillu. Fuck, he looked good. Are you guys saying you don't want to talk about Nana Stewart? I mean, Mate, shut up. Yeah, it's not your turn. <laughs> um, you, Hilo, got 40, uh, 68 points, one try, five defenders beaten, and, yeah, and eight he was, carries. He was beast. He was beast. He was probably beast. And uh, Gerard van der Heever, surprised us again. He played really well, got 60 points, four clean line breaks, which is 20 points, he's, and 15 carries. To be clear, he's still rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Some Wolves ran way more metres. Um, which is absurd because, I mean, you wouldn't expect it. From a similar amount of carries, while the Chiefs just had poor ball security, the, the run metres were 604 for the Sunwolves compared to 409 for the Chiefs. Um, where the turnovers, 24 turnovers the Sunwolves won and 14 the, the Chiefs won. Yeah. Um, but not all the stats when the Sunwolves, uh, the Chiefs won and the, the defenders beat them with 34 to 22. Um, and the Sunwolves also considered a lot more poor penalties with 14 to 4 um, just awesome ball running from the Sunwolves yet again proving that they, they like to play a loose game um, we thought um, I mean the Sharks are the only team that have been able to show you, show you how to beat them um, Hilo God he looked good Michael Little his his involvement throughout the game was pretty pivotal as mm. well a few offloads the first two tries it was, it was all him just yeah, he brought yeah. everyone in threw some great offloads in. And, to be um, fair the Waratahs did show us how to beat them as well which is not very well <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Wasayako looks pretty good this week I think for them but God him and um, who else was it no CU and Atene Nane Saturo um, off that Vosayako pop that he gave to, he flicked, flung it back into Van der Heber, and they just both held him and oh. simultaneously let go of him. They didn't he yeah. just popped out. Like they didn't, it's like they didn't care whatsoever. Yeah, there's some issues there. That, there was some, that, that just summarised the entire game for me. They didn't look interesting. He had, he had four arms at least on him, mm. and he just, just popped out the other side. Like a barrel. Yeah, rubbish, but look, full credit to Sunwolves. Well yeah. Done. Reds versus the Crusaders. Uh, the Reds went down fighting, but uh, the Crusaders ended up taking it 22 for 12 to 12. Uh, Scotty Higginbotham came back from his shoulder injury via the bench, as did J.P. Smith with his knee. Mm. And uh, they both got some good minutes towards the back end of the match. And for the Crusaders, he had Ryan Crotty on a rest week for his all-black minutes as well. <clears throat> uh, injuries in this one, you had Jordan Pattaya, the uh, Australia's great hope at the moment, it seems, at 18 years old already, that that much uh, hanging on to him. Well, there was already the, all the press press bulletins saying the Battle of the Jordans that we lost the Battle of the Jordans. Oh yeah, okay. The two young, the two young legends. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, well, that's a bit rough. So yeah, Jordan Bataille <laughs> has a Liz Frank injury, which is basically a, a complex error in the front front area of your foot. Yeah. Um, when you do it badly, that injury it, it can be a long time on the sideline. I think. Um, I always forget his name and I put myself on the spot here. They they gave a lot of dodgy examples of Aussies that had done it. Oh, they're all I, I didn't care about any it. of them, yeah. Um, Quirk was one. Um, Hallwell. Hallwell. Come on, Hurricane's outside back. That's coming back from his shoulder injury again now. Nana. Nana, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nana. 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 Nay hey, nay hey. I don't know, mate. It's like Nay hey, Nay hey, He does. What are you doing? He does the nay nay, the move. Yeah, that's true. He he missed a long, long time with that as well. So anyway, 
the uh, you just need to watch out for some of the stories that are going around at the moment, saying that he's out for four months. Yeah, so I mean, the first articles were saying it's it's at least a month, and all of a sudden it became it could be four months or longer. Then now actual titles of articles are coming out saying he is out for the season and he might miss the World Cup because he's not going to be a hundred percent. But we know nothing from the first article to now. So he could be out for four weeks if it's mine. If it's grade one, he could be out for two months. If it's um, if it's grade two, then it could be a whole lot more serious. Yeah, the the, the physio on the sideline said it was a foot sprain, obviously Liz Frank sprain, but yeah. it was precautionary that he was in the boot. They mm. didn't say that they thought that he and was And he in walked off the trouble. field. That's right. And you've got yeah. to remember, he's 18 years old. He's, he's going to heal up faster. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so Jack Goodhue was the, the to me this the absolute freak. He absolutely, oh, started yes. absolutely everything for the Crusaders. He's insane. Uh, just have to say that. Almost as insane as that mullet he's got going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's <laughs> it rude. is filthy. Incredibly rude. <laughs> yeah. uh, the this matchup was actually really really good. It got talked up as the Crusaders just dominating, but I didn't I didn't really think so. They got a couple of early tries that were freakish talent that only the Crusaders well, yeah, that's it. only a New Zealand side could score they get out wide somehow but um, the Reds matched with them for the vast majority of the rest of the game and to me I thought they, they defensively matched up really really well mm. where they fell a little bit short is just the detail in their attack you know the Crusaders are able to just exert pressure hold the ball and move a lot off the ball to try and keep people guessing and they were getting outside the really tight defensive line of the Reds a lot so there were some big points on offer out wide yeah. at one point I remember seeing them the Crusaders go side to the side over two phases all the way to the touchline just standing still and shoveling the ball across a couple of passes so they were playing a very very wide game yeah uh Conversely to that, the Reds were were really, really one-dimensional. You know, they, they don't seem to have anywhere near that same level of detail and movement off the ball. So instead, they're just really relying heavily on their X-Factor players. So losing Jordan Bataille. On their X-Factor, and just they're brawn. Like, they, 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 they were right. really giving it to the Crusaders. They didn't... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Like, uh, defensively awesome, physicality awesome, but they, do, they don't keep you guessing. They're just going to try and pummel you into the ground. Yeah. Summer Karebi's try was a perfect example that he just went, well, I'm in tight... I I guess I'm just running over all of you. I'm just going to score. Yeah. There's no need for any subtlety here. And that's. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think the game plan is when you have two players in Karevi and Pattaya that can do that. That uh, you know, in theory, someone's going to get a mismatch eventually. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Timu looked very, very average when he came on as well. He just wants to throw an offload off everything. He looks mm. like the probably the guy that's going to suffer in this yeah. this back this back row for the Reds. He did yeah. that in phases last year. Like he went from being so dominant to just trying to chance his arm way too much. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's not looking good. So what do we reckon? Scotty, Liam Wright, and... Who's that one? Angus Scott Young. Yeah. Angus Scott Young's playing well. You, you're thinking... Lola 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 Lola. Yeah. Lucan. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, he may push back to six as well. Yeah. And then, obviously, Angus Scott Young will be sacked. Yeah. But Scott Young's been looking good, so... Yeah. We'll see. Um... Then the uh, fantasy points, Vettel Douglas absolutely killed it. Kagi was cheering about that yeah. one. 83 points, one try, 12 carries, four defenders beaten, six lineouts as well, a couple of offloads, a turnover, a clean break, and 13 tackles. So it just keeps on going. I know you didn't follow all that. The point is the list was long. <laughs> Will Jordan, a weapon on debut, 78 points, 120 metres. I think... I, I, I don't want to go too long, but just for those people who don't know who Will Jordan is, uh, 
Basically, Will Jordan was the Damien McKenzie of the ITM Cup. So, in New Zealand Provincial Rugby, he absolutely tore everyone to shreds. So, yeah. he's very so, young. He's so, only, he's not Damien McKenzie. He's only 20 yeah. or 21, I think. But, um, 20, if, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he showed what the hell he can do in this game. Absolutely. Grevy, 64 points. Good Hugh, 49 points. And Braden Enor getting that run on for Manasseh Mata'ele, 45 points as well. Uh, should just quickly note that we can confirm Manasseh Mata'ele did tear his ACL, as we'd suggested. Uh, I don't know why it took a week. I don't know what was going on. I could have told you. I did tell you that in the first five well, seconds after it happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did say they were going to do scans on Wednesday, but after the scan, why wouldn't they just say, oh, yeah. it's his ACL? Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Maybe they wanted to try and keep the team guessing for one more week. <laughs> Crusade, at Crusaders News must have paid them a hefty sum or something. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's right. That's about all from this one. Cool. All right. Uh, next game, uh, Lions and Bulls um, at home in Ellis Park for the Lions. Um, returning Ross Cronier, he came back off the bench. Um, I still, I mean, Nelson and Nelson particularly likes Ross Cronier. I still think he looks I like, like him. I, I mean, think he's he like was... Benjamin Bunny. Looks like he's old as hell. Um, and but... he, he was right up there last year. He was. No, I thought he was good in a in a in a good Lions team. He was good. I don't yeah. know if I see him doing. He, he as was well. the he was the fifth halfback last year. Yes, and midweek we had Marvin Ori was um, injured, just a groin injury. Don't know the severity of it, but uh, uh, they said a minor niggle. Do we minor. do we think it's one of those um, bathroom groin injuries that we were talking about last year with some of the Kiwis? No, he doesn't play like, a, like an Alex Goodell, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of scenario. No, um, uh, yeah. So that was just it. Really, on the injury front, the Bulls have been largely unaffected. Up in uh, oh, actually, sorry, we didn't have that in there. Is this the first game Lou Diago missed, or did he miss last week as well? No, this is the first. Yeah, he, he's the first one. He was injured last week. He got injured last week. Yeah, so yeah. Lude is uh, out for two weeks. Then they have a bye. No, no, no. He's out for at least two weeks. They're waiting on scan results, which I think they got over the weekend. But again, they haven't told us what's going on with it yet. But the, the Bulls are very good at giving injury news. So we're expecting on their injury update that they release on Monday or Tuesday. They'll tell us Tuesday or Wednesday. Excellent. All right. Um, and look, yeah. So this game. Uh, very much the old adage, game of two halves. The Bulls really just dominated the first 40. Um, the Lions were conceding a whole bunch of penalties. And the Bulls, as they do, they took the points when they were on offer. Um, yep. From from anywhere. Pollard was slotting them over from, I think the longest kick was about 54 metres. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the game, it was two tries apiece, but the Bulls had six penalties to, you know, penalty goals kicked to zero. So yeah, that's nuts. Just went about their business, had a plan, stuck to it and executed. So, yeah. Um, that was very good. But yeah, the Bulls really looked to be dominating the first first 40. Um, and then it kind of just turned around. The Lions had about 75% possession in the second. Um, they couldn't seem to figure out how to do as much with the possession. But, um, the, yeah, that was, I guess... They look really rudderless. They were. They, well, they, they do now. Um, and I guess, look, leading on to... Um, I think one of the problems they have is... They just don't have these... They're really missing these big... Adeline ball carriers. Uh, in the backs, they're missing Rohan, Yatsa Van Rensburg, um, hugely for mine. Uh, and in the forwards, uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's not like Warren Whiteley has ever really been... But to be fair with Van Rensburg, he was in and out of that team last year. Yeah, they still had people stepping up. He was true. Okay, well, look, the two players, the other player, the main one, this this one no one can argue with, Franco, the workhorse monster. Yeah. They now have two locks. Dijon monster. Their starting locks, you'd say, are... Um, Stepan Levis and um, uh, sorry, I enjoy saying that name and uh, Marvin Ori. I do, just in case you didn't know. And um, Marvin Ori didn't play, and he didn't play. But both of them, they're not really ball carrying locks. They're great, great at the line out and great for making a hell of a lot of tackles. But they don't really get you ad line ball. So what this has meant is that the Lions' ball carrying has been left up to the front row, which has been great news for people like Harry, who uh, picked up 
Dylan Smith at the start of the year thought mm-hmm. he could be good based on some very strong points per minute uh, when he came off the bench last year. Yeah, and um, yeah, Lusardi as well. Yeah, absolutely. Look, na- nailed it. The fantasy man of the match this week was Dylan Smith with sixty-one points. So um, for the go Lions, you. <laughs> that's it. So for the Lions, it was a, a try to each of their two props. Um, and yeah, both the big boys just trucked it up again and again. So with our scoring system, of course, they get uh, two two points per carry and double the points for meters um, to reward the harder earned meters for props. And um, yeah, they were they were doing really well. So uh, I guess in terms of overall stats, the Lions seventy one percent tackle success, the Bulls ninety percent, so just better D um, defenders beaten fourteen to the Lions twenty nine. Um, and yeah, look, I mean, there wasn't heaps of fancy points in this one. Um, but uh, look, that'll that'll probably do it. The lines are they're, they're lacking. Congrats, mate. That was under four minutes. Got it. Saved myself an earflip. <laughs> oh, Malcolm Marks. Oh, he played he played number eight <laughs> for the last ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes. It was it was amazing. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and I thought look, it, it is worth mentioning. Roscoe Speckman and got forty nine points, but seventy four run meters topped that for the team. Five defenders beat and topped that for the team. So this is this, this young the old sevens player that's come across and is just consistently putting points up. Yeah. Right, I might have breezed past Spec Magic. My bad. Yeah, um, yeah worth mentioning. You, you're on the next one, right, mate. You're on. Let's oh, I'm go. Again. All right. That's it. Sorry, I forgot because I actually kind of just stalling. By the way, I actually watch all the games, unlike these guys. So uh, yeah, we're even the charity stuff, games, mate. Just look, charity stuff. Oh yeah, right, mate. Tell your excuses, man. <laughs> Sharks eleven, uh, Stormers sixteen. So this was at Kings Park in Durban. Um, basically, the Stormers look like a new side with Ebenezer Beth back in it. Um, I'm going to be a little biased in this uh, preview because I have Evan in my fantasy team and uh, was loving every minute of it. But um, now, look, returning this one, Juano, Juano Augustus. We're going to, yeah, Juano, Juano. Yeah, I think he ended up. Anyway, he, he's a big. He's uh, he's got a big. They've got big wraps <laughs> on him. He's a big base number eight. Um, anyway, he returned off the bench. I'm not sure if we'll see him starting too much, but uh, no, he, they. I think they're talking him up. This is just. It just happened to be that it was a little bit early for his fitness. I think. Oh, he, he had a really big Curry Cup campaign with Western Province, but um, mm. uh, Dylan Lades uh, returned from the bench and Wilco Lowe also from the bench. Um, injuries in this scanner. Well, pre-game Bosch was injured, so he um, was withdrawn from the bench, and someone else who I can't Sickle think of was on Notche. Was Notche pre-game oh. injury? Yeah, excellent. He was also withdrawn. Um, yeah, this game. What happened? Three yellow cards in this one. Yeah, Don't forget r- the Afalele Farsi injury as well. Did oh, you mention that one? Afalele Farsi was injured yeah, during, during the game. During the game. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, uh, yeah. There's three yellow cards Rough in this one. Cards. Rough yellow cards. Did you have one or two? A couple of yellow cards for your bench? No, I only had, I only one, had one in this game, but it still hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, obviously, it was a low-scoring game. Uh, it was just a lot of. Can you just um, sum up those yellow cards. Yes, yellow cards. Um, there was one to Akka and one to Lucanio Arm from the Sharks. Uh, basically, neither were yellow card offences. So it was really a huge waste of time. Actually, none of the three yellow cards were yellow card offences. Uh, I, I think Akka's deserved it, personally. <laughs> I don't think you should have got points for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Still. No, look, I mean, they were for repeated infringements. So when you do yeah. have enough penalties in the red zone, you've got to do something like that. But... Uh, Daniel Duplessis um, card for the Stormers. Um, yeah, it, it's rough. It was you know it was a tackle that slid up because my pimpy tried to stop on a dime um, and slip under him and slip under him, and so that was a bit harsh, I thought. But yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I, talking about the game, mainly I just rem- I guess because I was going for the Stormers, I mainly remember what happened with them. But look, Etzebeth really just shored up the set piece. He won twelve lineouts, 
So even though he wasn't necessarily against the best line-out jumpers, he absolutely nailed his job. I think he stole one as well. Um, and he just really inspired, I think, the team around him or kind of demanded better of them. Uh, I think I think his own team, I think the Stormers themselves are as scared of Ezebeth as, uh, as the opposition is normally. So um, he's not a man you'd want to let down. But... Um, he did still concede a penalty. He probably should have been yellow carded Ezebeth for kind of a pretty high tackle. Mm. And then also... Uh, no, it was like a, it was a tackle on the neck. Like it was a neck roll oh, tackle okay. kind of thing. It was... and, then, and then a vintage late clean out. He, actually, he came through and absolutely floored uh, captain and halfback of the Sharks, Louis Schrader. Which um, you clearly can't do, right? You can't which, take the halfback. No, you can't, <laughs> can't really do that one. So... Um, yeah, other news from the Stormers, Jean-Luc Dupou, um, we're calling him. Um, he, was, he was rubbish, so he, uh, he wouldn't have survived the Hunger Games. Uh, we call him Hunger Games because he looks like that bloke from the Hunger Games, but um, yeah, he, he's rubbish and surely he gets dropped very soon. Damien Valemsi, though, uh, who has been, been playing 15 under Rassi's orders, we imagine, he looked so much better when he played the last 15 or 20 minutes in at the fly-half position. How good was his read of that intercept try as well? He just made that... Looked like nothing. Yeah, he's been finding it really hard. I think it's because the storms have been terrible, but he's just been finding it hard to get into the game. Yeah. But when he's he was up in that line, he does. But when he was back at ten, he was just like, "Screw the rest of you. You're terrible. I'm going to run everything and step everyone." Preach. And, and he looked amazing because <laughs> what, what that does is it brings all of the D in really tight. Um, he loves and D. Creates yeah. space. He so. wants D in and around. <laughs> That's it. Look for in terms of overall stats, clean breaks. There was twelve to the Sharks, six to the Stormers. Um, and all the uh, the meters, carries, gain line success, and turnovers were all pretty even in this one. So it was really just kind of it was a test of the wills, I'd say. Um, the Stormers just have the way to just turn a game to poo at the moment. Mm. Just no attacking team gets anywhere. They just muscle you up and try and drag you down with them. They did, but they actually defended better in this one. Their defense has been pretty terrible the last two. I don't know um, when the Stormers are playing the Reds, but I'm not watching. True. Um, and then look, so in fantasy points, Eben, yeah, he smashed it. Killed, found a man of match with 57. Dan Dupree's 54 points. He's been really good. Um, Vilemsi, 42. And Bongi, 41. The only other really notable to speak of. Yep. So this next game is the Jaguares versus the Blues. It's actually the third New Zealand loss to overseas competition this round. Um, none of them are South African. That's worth noting. An Aussie team, a Japanese team, and a Argentinian team. So are we, will we now include the Japanese team as part of the Aussie conference? Yeah, yeah for now, sure. Now they're a Kiwi side, but we'll call them Aussie. <laughs> um, so there was no one that returned. Um, there was an injury injury to Creevy. He actually fractured, I think it was two of his vertebra. Um, vertebra. Where's that? Vertebrae. Vertebra. It's in his back. In yeah. his spine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, sorry, he fractured his spine. <laughs> sorry. I just assumed. Like, surely people know what that is. No. Um, fantasy man of the match was Moyano. He, uh, he got 61 points. Um, only six carries, but for 81 metres, he scored two tries, three line breaks, and three bed and tackle, uh, three bed and defenders. Six carries but for 61 points. Both of his tries were literally, he just looked up and he went, I'm gassing. I'm just running that around. First, the first one <laughs> in particular, where yeah. he just ran sideways 25 yeah. metres yeah, it was to run um, around three back yeah, yeah, forwards. It was like one of the Rugby World Cup games, where you literally just run sideways. It was Rugby Sevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Um, yeah, literally. Um, from the Jaguares, Montoya um, coming in off the bench. He scored 53 points, 17 tackles, which is 34 points for him, and he also bagged a try. For the Blues, you had Papali'i with 54 points. Uh, you had Nanai with 51 points. He had 16 carries, which is pretty beast. Four defenders beat him, three offloads. And Hodgman, who got 50, uh, 47 that, points. Nanai's doing the work to keep that starting jersey this year for once. You know, oh, seriously. So Nanai, we, we were saying it before. Nanai's 
back to what he looked like maybe in 2016. Uh, mm. In 2016, he, he actually averaged 47 points, and he was the third highest scoring outside back. I don't know why. Can he, you guess who uh, was above him? Yep. Who was above him? D-Mac for Lau. Excellent. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I don't understand why he's playing so well now. He's already signed his contract overseas. It's not like <laughs> yeah. he needs to impress anyone, but, uh, you know, oh, oh well. Yeah, why not? Big, um, big loss. Maybe it's because he likes rugby. Um, so for the game stats, I mean, these first two pretty much sum it all up. So um, the Blues had 66% of possession and 71% of territory. So everything followed on from that. They had 168 to 95 carries. They had double the defenders' beat in 26 to 13, almost double the metres, 438 to 282. And it's also worth noting that the, there was not that many scrums, especially for the Jags. They, they had two scrums. They won one. Mm. Like, you walk away from one scrum win on a weekend, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I know they didn't get a lot to, to chance their arm there, but far out. Some of us um, like scrums, personally. But, but, yeah. I don't mind them. Especially <laughs> I'm saying there. they had two. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that I don't like scrums, I'm, mate. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying that's too few. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but the, the one thing out of this, like, they lost everything, yet they scored three tries to one. Hmm. It's called capitalising on your opportunities. Just no, just it's saying give it to your fast wing and who will run around everyone. It's also Akira was uh, not for some reason feeling it today. He yeah, was he was saying, yeah, you had Rico, you had Tupelotu come off who, at like who, who's Rico? Yeah, no, um, they come off real early, like in the, the second half because of their 180 minutes. They they had to meet. I think they were actually Rico played like 182 minutes, but we won't call them out. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're not keeping track or anything. Anyway. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nano, he's roaming around. He's looking for work. He, he's looking good. He, he's just become really reliable again this year. And he's doing the stuff you want Rico to do, which is not what you want yeah, if you're his manager. It's Love terrible. Lavanini is also back to his old self. Maybe he's, two, he's a 2016 old self. Yeah. Um, he, he got a yellow card for hitting Tom Robinson, which I loved the look of because I'm versing Tom Robinson. But um, he, he hit him, I think, yeah, it was, they called it a, a shoulder, but he kind of tried to wrap his arms. Not really, yeah, to be fair. No, he hit his arm up. He was, just hit him so no, he, hard that he, he bounced he, off before he could get he, around. He led with his shoulder. He kind of flopped the arm around. But, I mean, realistically, he got yellow card. I love watching so him flying, flying, flying people, though. Yeah, Pulu, Pulu tried to... Pulu played um, completely different to normal. He uh, he played like a distributing halfback, um, but Ruru I still think did too much for him and, and played better out of out of all of them. Um, yeah, look, I mean uh, that's fine. But Benicia's kicking games improved, and, well, and can I just say I love that you spelt it like Benicia, there, <laughs> well, just to, so that I, Nelson the, said it right. <laughs> no, no, I spelt it Benicia, and I did it because I thought you might be doing this game and you butcher every. Um, Hag's team. Mm, good defence. Yeah. Uh, just like the Haguares, whose defence was incredibly solid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, look at this. You guys are it. <laughs> well done. It's amazing. You've done this before. Um, very good. All right, well, on to the main course. Uh, let's preview uh, round four uh, Fantasy Super Rugby. I'd love to. Excellent. So the Stormers will have the bye this week. Very sad. It's a Beth will be sitting out, but look, you can't have everything. Um, and the first oh, one. Lempsey. You were just coming good. <laughs> yeah, Damn he's, it. He's just getting start. <laughs> right. this last week. Um, and yeah, so look, for the first one on Friday, we've got two games on Friday again. How good? Um, we're going to have the Hurricanes and the Highlanders, the local derby, kicking it off. Um, 
should be good. Oh, wait, did you want to talk about this one, Harry? I did. Excellent. So good. I'll pass the <laughs> chuck it to you then. Thanks, mate. Uh, so Hurricanes Highlanders, Westpac Stadium in Wellington. You've got Geordie Barrett coming back from the East All Blacks rest. And then we've got some question marks around Gareth Evans. He uh, strained his calf and missed last weekend, but we have no idea what the severity is. So they can be one to two week injuries on the low end. Uh, so hopefully we get some more detail around there. Um, Liam Squire is probably not going to be back for the Highlanders this week. He's, I think, he's still uh, struggling with that chronic hip issue. Uh, whereas Ben Smith, Aaron Smith, Luke Whitelock... And Tavita Lee are all back from their rest weeks. Coleman. Uh, Liam Coltman had a, the birth of a ch- one of his children. I think I don't think it's his first. Oh, yeah. That could be wrong. <laughs> so, uh, so that's why he was away last week. The caveman. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and the Barracuda, mm. Richard Buckman, is also back. So they gave him an extra week after playing over in Japan to get himself right. So, uh, you know, rumours were he was at O week at, at uni uh, <laughs> with, the, with the students. He, he, was in, he was in watching the game of the zoo last week, probably. Yeah, in, that's, in market, yeah. that's the rumours. Uh, so the big questions, basically, okay, Hurricanes, they're back to full strength, more or less. You know, they've got most of their players there, and their game really seems to click when Lamarpe gets bucket loads of ball and just trucks it up and gets them over the game line because he's basically unstoppable. It's really hard for Ben Lamb owners to watch. but um... It is, but normally what happens if he doesn't score is they get so far over the ad line yeah. and they can fling it out to Blam. Sorry, Blam! Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and he can score multiple, multiple tries. Lift the so energy. He, he hasn't Blam! quite been at his best, had some good moments. Blam! But um, I'm expecting him to start coming better and better as the uh, the all stars of the Hurricanes. Can come I just back. ask? Do you have Tourette's? Uh, Blam! What do you mean? <laughs> Josh Uane will back be should be back to ten for the Highlanders. I think um, Bryn Gatlin just wasn't there, and I, I'm pretty sure it was an experiment just to give him an opportunity. Yeah, not again. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was, it was, you know, we all thought Bryn Gatlin might be the starting one at the start of the year, so yeah. it was they had yeah. to give him a, a full game. Yep. To run it out. They did that and he failed. Yeah. Uh, so Joshuana, it should be his jersey for the year, I think. And Marty Banks seems to be the finisher, I think, as well. He's the guy that comes up on, on the, at the end with the, the experience and the, the guy with the laser boot. You know, he's like the hater. He's, he's right. going to kick those goals and win a game. Joshuana does get a lot of his fantasy points from his kicking. So mm. uh, so long as they're not held to naught by the Hurricanes, I expect him to have a bigger game again. Yep, for sure. Uh, and then the last big question is where does the Barracuda fit in? I know it's what everyone else is thinking. So on the bench. Well, will if, it be on that, the bench? Mate, what about Thomas the white, Lamar, Jensen, what about the white Fijian, Matt Fatters? <clears throat> like, well, yeah, but Fatters has already been shown not to be starting. So we'll we'll see. Anyway, he's he's obviously a cult hero. I would over there love to have. How much would you love to have Matt Fatters and Richard Buckman just like starting. floating around as extras in your team? Well, starting <laughs> in our teams to be fair, but like, yeah, ridiculous. Oh, anyway. Yeah, crazy. So that's about it for that one. I, I'm going to say that the Hurricanes will get up by 10 points. Yeah, okay. Only question I have for that one is uh, Teheranga Walden came off with some type of like concussion. I'm not really oh, sure. I think he had, it was, if it was something, it was real minor. Yeah, I know. I think it was pretty minor, but I just mean, um, you know. Did if, he go back on? He came off, he kept going back on. Did he? Yeah, pretty sure. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I had been hoping Thomas Umunga Jensen could turn into something, nephew of Tana Umunga, so it's in the DNA, people. Um, Mate, you just go for the backstory. I always go for a backstory. That's, that's how you win fantasy rugby, Nelson. But um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't see too much from him. But uh, I think he, I do think he's he's only twenty two or something. But I think he is pushing for a, for a jersey right right behind mm. Walden and 
Bobby T. As in, he's behind them, though. Yeah, yeah, Harry just had a very shocked face. But it's like, seriously, man, he's played yeah. two games. Well, okay, I don't know. I just don't have a massive raps on Walden. I know you guys do, but it's not. No, I don't have massive raps on him, but he obviously plays a role there and plays well with the team around him. He's too small. Yeah. So is Mackenzie. He's not holding him back, is he? Yeah, and so is Muirhead. Oh, come on, mate. Don't put, <laughs> don't put him in a class with Kevin. All right, let's move on. All right, Rebels Brumbies. Uh, Amy Park. So, look, I mean, they played only they played the first round, so mm. it's a rematch three weeks later, but now at, Crazy. Home, at home for the uh, the Rebels. Um, can't really see them losing this one, uh, no. to be fair. But, uh, look, in terms of returning, um, the Rebels have Coleman and Hodge probably returning to the starting lineup. you'd have to imagine. You know, both Wallabies. Uh, Coleman was the captain last year. And the questions around that are then, with Coleman getting ejected in the starting lineup, what are we going to see happen? So we've talked constantly about how we think that they will run Coleman and Phillip in the second row and push Luke Jones out to six. So Luke Jones has played a lot of six at the Rebels previously and overseas. Um, and uh, but surely you know, that's what happens. Yeah, and he, he was brought back to Australia as mainly a six cover. But I think mm, this is. I think we just made that up. <laughs> I hope that's what he was coming back <laughs> yeah. for. It was. But look, I mean, by, by the same token, <laughs> by the same token, it's like uh, you know, do you, why mess with the winning formula? You know, they they seem to. I mean, I know they've only gone two from two so you're because of Cole. <laughs> no, I'm saying um, why. Actually, that is what I was saying. Yeah. Um, no, no, obviously they bring Coleman in. Yeah, um, let's re- leave Reese Hodge off as well. But also, I think English. It's, it's an issue that where particularly we get criticised a lot on our locks. Uh, we don't know how to deal with depth. You know, sometimes sometimes it's yeah. all right to have a good player on the bench. Mate, you know, you, you should get criticised for that statement. Yeah, that's what we're going to say. <laughs> that's what we get criticised for on the podcast. Is you talking rubbish? <laughs> Excellent. Um, someone's got to do it. Uh, so you look, and then in the backs, Hodgie, like as we said, Tom English, see mate. Um, he provides great cover on the bench because he is really a utility back. Uh, and Hodgie, I guess the only place we've really seen fitting in is he can play 12, he can play 10, 12, 13, Eight, he can play 15. everywhere. He can play the full back line. But, um, <laughs> but I think we definitely see him in there at a 13. I, I hope he locks that down as his position. I, yes. I hope he doesn't. There's too many good outside centres in Australia these days. I know. I don't know where we fit him in the Wallabies, but we need but you someone play, who can kick like him. You need him playing his best position. You can have him on the bench. 12? I don't think that's his best position. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. You yeah, know, looking forward to getting him back in there. But, um, but yeah, so that's the questions with the Brumbies. The, sorry, in, with the Rebels. The the Brumbies, we have Henry Spate uh, should be returning. Um, yeah, he, he just had a bruised hip. I didn't expect him to miss this long, so he should definitely be back. With that beautiful throw of his. You can hold me to that. Excellent. and Because I picked him up last yeah, week. Well, I'm very well aware. Um, and Sam Carter, um, just coming out from a cork. So look, he's, he's getting old. He needed he's, not, week. he's not setting the world on fire, <clears> but um, he's, he also certainly shores up that set piece. So um, the Brumbies have been looking pretty good <clears> with their driving malls, their lineouts, whatever, but he'll just um, only add to that. <clears> so, yeah, look, um, basically I can't really see the Brumbies winning this unless they really push their set piece on the Rebels. That, that's the one area they can beat them. just depends um, which Brumbies turn up. That's true. If it's the Brumbies that know how to play loose, like they did two weeks ago, then they've got a chance. If not, they're going to get pumped. Yeah, well, look, I mean, but I think you just, they've got to get some momentum rolling on. So I, I think they need to kick to the corner, play some territory, get down there, drive them all, and yeah, bully, okay. bully yeah. them with their set pace, and then try yeah. something else. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and look, I guess the last comments I'll make for this is uh, yeah, we've already bashed Simone for kicking. Oh. We'll bring that up again. They've got to stop him kicking. You know, have someone else kick for touch. Uh, Tommy Banks has a hell of a cannon on him. I forgot about how big his boot is. but yeah. um, He should just be called Simone at the moment. He's 
is not tough enough. <laughs> Every kick is a ladies' tee. It's ridiculous. Look, I mean, I, I've been liking certain elements of his play. I was a big fan of Simone, but um... he's got potential. But he's just—he seems out of his depth here in the NRC. He looks great. Yeah, he just can't transition. I don't know what he's, it is. He's just been given a lot of responsibility, and I don't think he's completely comfortable yet. Yeah. And look, conversely, someone who I don't really think we'll see—you um, know—featuring a lot. Like in the starting side throughout the season, Tommy Wright. He's come off the bench the last two weeks. He was a, a former rugby prodigy, turned league. He, he played for the Sea Eagles, and um, look, he's, with his two short cameos, he's played some seriously good footy. Um, he, he looks good. He's, 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 he's probably a big long shot smoky. Yeah. Big, if you want a big long shot smoky, yeah, he's um, someone to take a second look at. But um, that'll do it for Rebels Brum. So I, I think Rebels getting it done at home. Yep. We'll move on to uh, the Kiwi Derby, one that we'd normally be excited for, but it's the Crusaders versus the Sun Chiefs. Sun Chiefs! <laughs> um, in Christchurch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's for the Wolves, mate. <laughs> we'll get back. Maybe that. We'll, we'll get back, back to that, right? Yeah, right. uh, it's not the noise of the sun. We should have So, people returning. The, the Crusaders have Cody Taylor and uh, Ryan Crotty Lucky returning. Who um, they're pretty good players. Oh, okay. um, the one thing from them is uh, a big man that uh, Harry may have picked up who he was expecting back this week. Who's that, Harry? Uh, no one that I was expecting back this week. Ooh. Yeah, week five, sorry. Harry, you can so tell us who we're talking about. Basically, Come we're on. suggesting Pick up what we're putting down, all right? Kieran, Kieran, Reed. Kieran Reed was meant to miss the first four weeks. Uh, there was an interview with... What, what's the uh, young assistant coach's name from over in Young Island? The fly half, Ronan Ogara. Ogara was for a coaching career. Yeah, so he, he basically said that he had a few niggles, including managing his back uh, operation that he had last year when he came back and played. So he wasn't completely fit and ready to play yet. So they didn't know when he was going to be back. Could be one, two, or three weeks. There was no set timeline, but definitely by week seven. And, if, and if, you're gonna, if there's one player you're going to baby through the season for oh. the World Cup year, yeah, he'll, is, he'll be protected. Yeah. Um, other people returning now for the Sun Chiefs are Nathan Harris, ALB, Tyler Ardron, hopefully, Lau Lala after being rested, and Debrasini's back from his injury as well. So will he work his way somewhere into that squad and give them another option at 10? Yeah. Um, well, we, we, should, we should mention that Ardron was a concussion and we don't know that he's coming yeah, back yet. Yeah, hopefully. But hopefully. Um, so... We're questioning the, the Crusaders' rest periods, uh, when they're going to have the rest, because they can't play five games in a row. You've got Scotty Barrett, uh, Matt Todd, Richie Moe. Will they be rested this week, or will they be rested against the Highlanders next week? Well, Sun Wolves 2 and 3. They were also the three guys that were meant to be rested last week as part of the All Blacks' total minutes from the first yeah. three rounds. Yeah. So that's why I thought they they should be big chances. Fuck the police. They're playing yeah. the Sun Chiefs, so that's where you rest your players. Yeah, yeah. Pick, pick guys up playing against the Sun Chiefs. Yeah, it may have differed to what we said last week, but yeah. Yeah. That's, that's our new um, So, I mean, we'd expect the, the Chiefs pretty much to have their full-strength team, um, and we still expect them to get pumped. Like, they are in the shambles at the moment. The Crusaders show they're just world-class, man. Like, One thing I really like about the, the Crusaders is their defensive line is, is never the same. They're always doing something mm. different, where it's flat, or you're splitting your, someone either side that, that's a first receiver, or then they're deep the next time. They're keeping you guessing. You mean the attacking one? Yeah, that's what I meant. So they're, they're keeping you guessing. Um, you can't have line speed, or you can't have a, a, a your sort of jockeying defence. You have to mix it up, because they're constantly mixing it up. That's it. And look, I mean, um, I actually really looked forward to last week. I thought the Reds scrum was going to give them a real go at it. No. I not, can't believe it. Not even. Not even I nothing. can't believe that they're able to just 
dismantle the Reds' biggest strength. I mean, yeah, I, I, holy I look, shit! I mean, I know it is you know basically the All Blacks front row. It doesn't matter. No, Macaulay. Sorry, not front row. I mean uh, the All Blacks Props. forward pack in general. No, yeah. we'll throw it, Cody Taylor into it. Yeah, so I mean it's only going to be no Sam Whitelock, no yeah. Aaron Reed. Yeah, because the Reds' um, scrum has looked insane. Like I thought yeah. they were just going to destroy everyone this year. Mm. Maybe that's a, a little bit of where their mental game is and being confident regularly. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean another thing is I just can't see them getting close to the Crusaders, the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, they're missing Sam Kane, who a lot of the work he would normally do, rucks and mauls, that sort of stuff isn't getting done. Yeah. Um, so they're losing a lot more of their ball in those sort of situations, or, or at least getting slower ball mm. um, out to their backs, which you, you'll see that carry on to DMAC and then further out. And definitely that leadership stuff. I mean, Brody, yeah. Brody's you know, now the, the leader of the forward pack, but Brody's yeah. a lead-by-example type of bloke. He just... He just Goes out there, does his work, and says, "Follow me." But yeah. Sam Kane actually, you know, mentors. And We're also him. thinking, um, if Alamalo's back, do we see Wainui, who I think probably is more more likely, or, or Nana Saturo taking the other the other spot on the wing there? So I, I think Nana Saturo, not I, just because he's in my team. I, I think you're wrong. Um, mm. Yeah, but look, really, realistically, our thoughts are Crusaders are too clinical. They're just going to get this done. Um, At no point will the Sun Chiefs be in this game. Yeah. Oh, I mean, zero minutes. Zero to three minutes. So the next game is the Blues versus the Wolves in uh, North Harbour Stadium. In- <laughs> oh, let's keep, continue this. The Blues have got... We expect Blake Gibson back. He should be back from, I think it was an ankle injury. Uh, he, he may well have been fit for last week, but it was they were away on the tour. So we're, we're thinking these guys that have been floating around the uh, injury or casualty ward waiting to come back should be rolling back in. The other one would be Scott Scrafton, who's been playing some minutes with the development side for two weeks now. Uh, Hazar Samaki, we've got a question mark around him. Tom and Godzilla. We have... Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I'm sure you're probably going to say it, but it was, we've seen a statement from Japan Rugby. We haven't seen a statement from um, the Sun Wolves. So I know they are, are linked, but they are different bodies. Um, so we might not see him come straight into the Sun Wolves. We, he has gone to the training camp for... Jose Samaki. He was, in, Samaki, he, was, he was in New Zealand. He, he, actually, I know. He's talking about... Okay, let's just... Murphy. We'll just skip Samaki for a second because Nelson's gone there already. Amanaki Murphy, mm. his case has been delayed, so they've brought him into the extended squad for the Japanese team. Now, the extended squad, I think, are getting some minutes for the Sunwolves, a lot of them, as they yeah. get their chance to try and prove we'll their, their position. one example, and he's playing 80 minutes. Exactly right. So you may well see him come through on the Sunwolves. We're not sure exactly how that's going to play out yet, but... Look, if he's available in your league, I'd probably pick him up and try and hold him for a couple of weeks because there's a fair chance he's going to get some time. And I'm thinking worst case, round six is when some of those other Summers players are expected back, so you should see him in that by by then. That would be my bet. And with Sinker, who drafted him uh, third overall pick for his team uh, in our our league, I remember saying this is likely to be the dumbest or the greatest draft pick of the... uh, Does he still have him? Still has him. Expect me, expect me to send him a few trade requests this week. Well, he doesn't listen to the pod, so I'm yeah, exactly. sure, yeah, he's going to get traped by Harry. Oh, yeah. I hope he does. <laughs> Hazar Samaki, as I was saying, is we, we believe fit in because he's travelling with the side on tour. We just don't know what his injury was and where that stands. Can I confirm? I saw him uh, on the coverage, game coverage uh, against the Sunwolves. He was there on the bench. He looked good. He looked bloody good. Okay. <laughs> Looks good to know. Yep. What, like so, he looked hot? The Blues definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the Blues should be at full capacity with this one, knowing that the Sun Wolves, sorry, the Wolves uh, have been playing some good footy. So I even adjusted in the sheet in front of you. Yeah, I'm just trying to wing. Oh, I did you a nice one? <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm just trying to work out what you've written here. Uh, 
the, the big question is obviously going to be about this rotation around the Blues midfield. So mm. Sonny Bill Williams, Nonu, and TJ Fayani, who's going to be there? It looks like Fayani is the, the constant, but I wouldn't be surprised it's... if after a few weeks we do see him get a get some game time on the bench and give the two a run together. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's got to be coming. I think it's coming. They're trying a few different things out, um, and there's a lot of rotation there, so it could be this week. Yeah, yeah. Nonu's never been a particularly big fantasy scorer, but I've just really liked what he's brought to, to the Blues in the two games he's yeah, played. He's yeah. looked very solid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just even with his creativity, his ability to create attack for the Blues, like, <clears> there's <throat> no one else in that back line that's really doing it. Yeah. Nanai's gone hunting for the ball, and that's really it. Yeah, Michael Collins looks solid enough, but I don't, I don't think anyone likes his face, including the coach, by the looks of it. Yeah, I know he's, I know he's not a young'un, but Otero Black isn't exactly like lighting the world on fire. No. He is as much more of a stock standard type of town. Yeah, stand and deliver. I'd almost think it's time to to move him to the bench. Mate, I actually, I was going to say, I'd love to see. I'd love to see. When is he back? No, I'd love to see. He's gone for sixteen weeks. I would actually love to see Harry Plummer have a go. Harry Plummer looked awesome when he had the crack. Yeah, yeah, like when he lost that game for them last week. No, I mean two weeks ago. Sorry, yeah, two weeks. Is that the one you meant? Oh yeah, because they're winning all their other games. You miss 100% of the keys you don't take. Let's move (laughs) on. So the Wolves, we don't imagine to make too many uh, changes. Obviously, Shigeno, the halfback, will be out with his injury. We don't know too many details other than it was a rib. Mm -hmm. Ribs tend to be one of those ones you can play through. Just whack a quarter zone into it if you need to, and they hurt like hell. But they're going to hurt no matter if you do play or don't play. Uh, And then, obviously, Shane Gates is gone for a long, long time. So they need a new person in the middle. Jason Emery is the guy that comes to my mind. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. flexible. He's been like yeah. a fullback, though. I actually yeah. think it'll be Phil Burley. Phil, Phil Burley, Burley. Yeah, so yeah. He used to be the Highlander centre. He came in and filled in for Gatesy last week. Yeah, and, um, fair call. He's a like for like. Or Nakamura and Little playing together would be mm. pretty awesome to see as well because Nakamura looks real good. Can he play? Th- he plays twelve. Maybe yeah, he does maybe. play twelve outside. Yeah. I'm pretty sure outside, he has you know. played some thirteen. Though. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, just get your best players in the park, and Nakamura looks real good. Absolutely. Mm. That's it for the Sunwolves. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, Jesus Christ. Come on, Wolves. mate. Jesus. Please be Wolves. started so well. All right, uh, Tars Reds at the old SCG, Sydney Cricket Ground. So uh, you'll be able to be really far away from seeing the game um, if you go. Um, returning from the Tars, <sighs> Nick Phipps. Um, he is he's coming back. So he will surely start from the bench. And if we get our way uh, from the bench the entire season... By surely, um, are you trying to convince the selectors? Please start him from the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, anyway, Phipps will be back. Oh, no, I would think for this this weekend he'll be from the bench anyway. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah, and um, hopefully for the rest of the season. But when he's named on the bench this week, please, if you're an owner of... Uh, <laughs> What's his, what's Gordon. His, Gordon, sell him immediately. Trade him immediately. Talk him up as clearly their number one choice and get rid of him. Yeah, now's your chance. Don't tell everyone my moves. <laughs> now is your chance. Yeah, I had Nelson halfway down there. Okay. Jake Gordon. Um, Jake Gordon for Amanaki Mafi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, so also returning, Lalakai for Ketty. So he's... Um, hopefully... Hopefully returning uh, probably off the bench. He's um, not a guarantee. I can't like he. They liked him at thirteen a lot of preseason and a bit of last year, but I can't really see nah. him ever starting again with Carmichael, the solution, Hunt, uh, and Adam Ashley Cooper being available. Yeah, so I agree. Goodbye to him. Uh, TPN to Tafu yeah. now. He, he's back in Sydney. Hot, huge, hot signing. Huge breaking news. So big big man expected off the bench. Expected off the bench, so he's literally just flown home this week, sighted uh, in the business class lounge uh, yesterday or yesterday. Worth noting that for for Leicester, he's been not getting big minutes. Mm. So he's resting. He's he's not going to be fit. 
That's Not it. That, yeah, so give him 20 minutes maybe. So he's back. Reds, JP Smith, uh, he should be returning. Well, sorry. He, he came he off the bench. He came off the bench yeah. last week. So he might be... He looked all right. Back to the start. Oh, we don't know. Didn't so do there's Theo uh, Nelson, say the name for me. I don't F- know. Fotoaika. Fotoaika. Yeah. Yes. Um, he uh, has been starting. He's been the big uh, feel-good story of uh, recent times. Um, he got demolished in the scrum. I'm yeah. sorry. He's going to the bench and JP. I was about to say. And the, I think the yeah. scrum improved when JP came on. And look, hot tip um, with the Smith. That one time. Hot yeah. tip with the Smiths. Um, if you if you pick one Smith, sometimes they get points for both Smiths because it's hard. You know, they're <laughs> that's like the two Prius brothers. Well, I think proving that, that John just, Luke were getting so many of Dan's points. <laughs> yeah. They just, 100%. They you just think the right twin, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so JP Smith back to start, and obviously Higgins back to start. So whilst he won't, he's not cap, he was captain last year. He won't be captaining the side this year. Um, I shortly see him back at starting in, in the eight role. Uh, Jordan Bataille out. What do we see happen? There's the real simple solution of CFS Chris Flores Ortega moving to thirteen and Dalgunu uh, Filippo Dalgunu out on the wing. Um, or do we see Duncan Powwow, as I like to call him, yeah, um, I mean, hour, um, into 12, Caribbean it, to 13? It depends if you want to change your structures and your game plan. Chris F. Sotia coming in, you're, you're playing a very similar style. Yeah. Um, Powwow at 12, Caribbean at 13. And we've seen it being done many times in the past. Mm. But you, you've got a second distributor and you, you're looking more to hit the men outside you. I think it'll depend on the, the fixture, like the matchup, which who they're playing against. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if CFS is in 13 at first just to I, keep with... Against the Tars? I yeah. genuinely reckon they're just going to go, hey, Samu, what do you want to do? And he's going <laughs> to go, I'll play with CFS, and then that's what will happen. Because he's already said in the preseason that's what he wants to do. Yeah, he did say that. True. Yeah, true. And, and I mean, they want to have someone that's going to man up and munch the centres of the Tars. He'll be a big pick this week. Chris F. Sorteo, he's been playing some good footy, I reckon, at yeah. outside centre. He, he's one guy that could go well. And you don't know what's going to happen in this match. The Waratahs are not looking great shot. Yeah. The Reds could pick them apart a bit. I agree. Very Definitely. true. Having said that, I'm going to tip the Waratahs. CFS, I think <laughs> we've got CFS as an outside back, don't we? I think he's the centre. Yeah. yeah. Just thinking about picking him up if he was the centre, but never mind. Um, and, yeah, look, for this one, um, I mean, Harry talked about it before. Uh, the Reds do and have been defending in tight, so... Um, Lots of points possibly on the outside. So look for Rona and Falau to possibly get some um, fantasy points. Uh, someone's put in here Newsom as maybe a smoky, but look, I think um, maybe stay away from him. But uh, what do we expect this one, Tars or Reds? Who's going to take the game? Uh, look, I'm going to back the Tars, but I could see the Reds doing it quite easily. I'd be surprised if the, the Reds didn't just absolutely wipe the floor with them. If with yeah. every article, but I'm going to take yeah. the Waratahs. With, with every <laughs> every bit of news and talk, you'd expect the Reds to run away with this for 20 points to do justice to how much shit's been thrown on the table. I'm just really hoping that they can focus their massive physical defensive efforts and just take out one or two players. If I just feed them some names, uh, Phipps? Nick Phipps, Rob Simmons, Ned Hadigan, uh, you know, yeah, just, they're the real keys yeah. to the Waratahs' success and the ones you exactly. Take they're out. the ones you <laughs> take down. No, yeah. I, I think the other teams seem to have this like absolute barrier at the moment, mental barrier of getting over the Waratahs at home. Like the, the Tars are not a good side, no. and yet we seem to be able to just scrape a win Look, against rough. the Aussies. That's a bit rough. You know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to that battle. Of, the if, if Carmichael's playing 13, I'm looking forward to seeing Carmichael go up against CFS and Karevi and just some hard-hitting bloody he will, he will There will be blood. I tell oh, you that fuck much. Fuck that yeah. like, It was like the olden days where you had the, the flankers going each other and constant blood every time they versus each other. But we've seen the centres. Only other thing to think of, <clears> it's <throat> probably not this week, but Michael Wells. 
This week? Next no, week? No, he's away next week yeah. as well. Oh, sorry, he's still at Las Vegas in the sevens. But yeah, yeah, yeah okay. he's at the next sevens as well. Very good. Well, that'll do that one. Uh, Nelson, yeah. bring us <clears> home. So, the Lion Jags, I don't know if this will bring us home when we've got more games, but the, the Lions had Juarez uh, in South Africa. Johannesburg. So there's no um, returning people from the Lions, and we've got Buffelli returning for the Haguares. Buffeshi, and should be returning. Buffeshi, yes, correct. Um, Montoya <laughs> is going to start. <laughs> it's not it's, It is. It's double L. Oh, you've written in double L to throw me out. <laughs> got to be good. This is the first time you got me, and you threw the double L in your tricky bag. It is actually double L, but it's just it's actually Buffelli. Yes, Buffelli. Yeah. yeah. Um, Montoya is going to start <laughs> with with Creevy's injury, and, and I mean he looked really good. Um, but every time we were questioning who's going to play fullback, so um, took a let, played the first couple games. I think we saw um, Malia. He's just play old last too, week. He's just old too. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but then with Buffelli's return, we might we might see him slot in there as well. So a bit of a question mark on who wears that fifteen jersey. And you know we're always questioning who's going to be in that side. The Haguares did release a tour squad today mm-hmm. as well, so make sure you get on Twitter and have a look at that. <clears throat> and no doubt Paul Tate, oh, might not be able to give us a train on squad this week because he <coughs> won't be away traveling with them. Yeah, unless he travels with them. Yeah, that's right. I don't think he does. No, I don't think so. Um, which lines are going to turn up is another question that is on, on everyone's lips over here. Um, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of back rotation. Are we going to see Combrink on the wing? Are we going to see him move to the bench? The bad ones. Or hopefully bad. will we see Kotsia go to the bench? Could I don't, see, could see you. I don't care about him. <laughs> I really don't care. I was actually going to try and pronounce his name right, and I went, no, and stopped myself. So what do you think the back three is going to be? Uh... Dianti? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh Yeah. And probably Katia. Okay, so come bring to the bench. Yeah. You don't think he's minus eleven fantasy points from last week? I don't think they look at his fantasy points. I disagree. Yeah. Um but yeah, hopefully we see I mean come bring on the bench would would look great. Both of them. Did you mention that Santiago Garcia Bota is back in the Turin squad as well for the Aguares? I did not. So he, he obviously started every single week last year for the Aguares. Oh, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> wow! All right. The fucking devil's trying to get out of me. <laughs> anyway, so I think there were some concerns about his ability to scrummage. So I think it's Vivas and Medrano. But he, he may be a guy that comes back in and either gets some minutes off the bench, some solid minutes off the bench, or could start as well. Yep. Look, that's pretty much it for the Lions Jags. I probably won't watch. Yeah, I think... I'll uh, watch it on replay. I'll watch it on replay. Yeah. I think, look, as we've said, just expect big... Um, it'll be a, a big match-up here in the, the front rows, but um, yeah. I still think expect big carries for those the front rowers of the, the Lions. Uh, Definitely. Smith, Smith and Sadi to get some good uh, points. And hopefully we see Quago get back into it again this week after having a pretty quiet week last week. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the combo of having Schumann and um, Quagger out there, but I mean, no, wh- who mean. else do they have? They're just the new Hooper and Pogok. Don't yeah, say that. Who, it's because I don't know who yeah. else they have. I don't, where, I don't know where Brink is. If he's, is he still around? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's getting close. Actually, <clears> make <throat> sure you can check the casualty ward because last week they started to say that it was getting within a couple of weeks. So if there's any update on that, I'll have that straight and up on Is it our opinion that we'll still see, if Brink returns, we'll see Schumann back to the bench, back to that superstar? Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. The shoe man to the bench. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. All right. Let's kick on. So the Bulls versus the Sharks is the last game, and the Bulls have actually got 
a, a number of players that should be fit. No guarantee on these guys, but they were always meant to be either this week or next week, and apparently a few of them, although they haven't specified which, are now fit to train fully on Monday with the whole team. So Travis Ishmael is probably the biggest one. Uh, <clears throat> coming back from his shoulder injury, he's obviously their number one outside back for the last couple of years from a uh, fantasy footy perspective and just a, a springbok last year as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I expect him to get a run over Cornell <clears throat> Hendricks. They're pretty, they're pretty like for like, I'd say. I mean, Ishmael's a bit bigger and probably better, but um, they're pretty, pretty yeah, same similar. sort of players, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yako Visahi. Visahi? Visahi? You sure? Viterbo, yeah, it's Visahi. Sure, yeah. Coming back from ankle surgery, he's so he's the, the he's, he's the, the hooker that was no, he's the worst. That's what you meant to say. Blurst. Ah, the blurst. Uh, so he's he's expected to to get some time. I think in in the hooker role it was all a bit up in the air at the start of the year if Shock Brits was going to be actually able to reclaim that jersey, but he's been playing so well. So Can I say, he's amazing. I love Shock Brits. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in summary, I'm pretty sure that Shock Brits is just going to start as many games as he can. Yeah. And even if he got dropped to the bench next week, I reckon it's probably just rotation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roloff Smith, who started very, very well last year, is just a big physical sapper. His, his name really rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, and Shano Venta, who is a number eight, who we're never, ever going to see, so don't worry about him. <laughs> oh, rough. Well, they have about 90 Perfect. back rowers. Rough For the Sharks, they've got Philip Vandervolt expected back this week. So he's named as a back rower for us. Obviously, an ex-lock. So another one of these guys <coughs> tried to convert to number six. A very, very good player and should make a big impact for the Sharks. And bye-bye Tyler Paul. Uh, no, bye-bye Jacques Vermeulen. Yes. Damn it. I want to see Tyler Paul again. <laughs> Uh, so bye bye Jackson Mullen. So yeah, yeah gear up for that one. Uh, and then we're not sure about how bad Kerwin Bosch's injury was. So we don't know if he was just a one weeker and they're going to put him back through, or if he was never fit in the first place because it was a bit funny that he was benched behind Farsi anyway. Mm. But uh, watch that space. Hopefully we get some more updates from them throughout the week. Again, casualty watch should have all of that. Um, and the last one is we had a few people asking us about Lou Dejaga's injury, so we're still waiting on scan results for that one. Still waiting on scans. Yeah, they haven't. They they had the scans at the back end of last week, and they didn't announce what it was. <clears throat> they seemed in, in the articles. The language seemed to be pretty like they were pretty sure that it was it was two two weeks. Any of the scans to say I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're like I said, they're very good at uh, at telling you that kind of stuff. The Bulls, yeah, they, full credit to the Bulls. They are great at that. All it, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say they are our favorite team for the Casualty Ward. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah Friends of the Casualty Ward. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, uh, concluding the main course, um, we've we were supposed to finish about exactly this time, but there's still time Tell for. And cut. Uh, yeah, I'm too tired for this. Oh, I fucked it. Wow. <laughs> and this is where we all fall apart. Hey, Kagi, you. I think you wrote this in. How do you spell dessert? You wrote desert. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because it was going to be barren, but we decided to throw something in there, mate? It's barren like your fantasy team, mate. All right. Um, All right, let's keep going. Season leaders after three rounds. So <clears throat> just going to take a quick peek at who is, who is leading in certain key stats categories after three weeks of the season. We know it's not too far in, <clears throat> but, you know, still some telling signs here. So on average, the fantasy points are probably the ones that <clears throat> people care about the most. Shannon Frizzell at the top of the log at the moment with 65 points with a three from his three games. 
closely followed by Artie Sevilla on 64 points from his two, and Falau 63 from his two games. So they're three, three weapons of players this year. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, Frizzell just most improved player of the year so far, I would think. Frizzell, I think we all knew he was capable of that, and I guess there is still that concern just about when Liam Squire comes back, how much time does he see, but... You kind of feel like he's, he's, there's got to be some way for him to start. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, maybe you push Tyler Raj run around. Wrong time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But you know, that'd, I that'd be that good for that. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> that would really help them out. No, but look, I can't see Hamopo playing much more six, though. With um, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Samu Karebi, 56 points from his two games. Gerard van den Hever, the bloke that just <laughs> no one expected to ever score points. 54 point average from three games. Speckman, 53 from three games. Nani Lamape, I said the top centre earlier. He's actually the second centre. 52-point average. He's had three games, but he had one of those coming off the bench. Yeah, so I mean, that's it, was a, it was a late come off as well. He didn't play very That's right. Yeah, yeah that, those 52-point average from those three games pretty much happened last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> vast majority well, When of you those. score 100 points in a week. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nelson, you got the next one? Um, so, I mean, we're talking also, ALB is someone you didn't throw in there. He got 51 points from, from his two games. So, again, still above that 50 mark. Mm. Um, points scored. Um, oh, you mean the whole Sun Chiefs team? <laughs> yeah. Um, Andre Pollard, he, he scored 52 points. He's just so far above anybody else at the moment in terms of the actual points he's scored. Because mm. he kicks six penalties a game. Yeah, yeah. And, and from 50 metres out. Yeah. From and anywhere. He, he, and the team's been putting points on. <clears throat> yeah, he, he can um, kick from anywhere. Parker as well, another guy who just can kick so solidly. He does not miss. I think he's missed mate, one or something. Say his name. The Hader, mate. Yeah, Sorry. The Hader. So he's got 35. <laughs> no, <accent required>. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few players in the 30s as well, so it kind of drops off and becomes pretty even from there. And, yeah. and then the next sort of uh, category is try scored. No surprise. Frizzell on four. And there's just tons of people on three. That's it. It's all right. Benny Lehman will come good and set the record again this year. No. If Lamarpe lets him get the ball. Uh, tackles made. Uh, wow, really? Okay. Luke Thompson <laughs> um, and Vetu Douglas on Vetu, f- mate. Not 41. Tackles so far this season. How can you love him and butcher his name every week? I don't know. <laughs> That's true, you do. And in more than one way. Yeah, it's different every week. <laughs> it's always wrong. You don't need to know their names to pick good players, man. Um, and uh, Matera and Kremer, 39 tackles mm. each. So them getting through work a lot horses. of work for the Haguares. Horses. Interesting, no Highlanders players when last year it was all Highlanders players. So you picked up Dylan Hunt for a, a one week or the other week just because he, was, he used to make about 30 He was the top tackler per game. He had like a 21 average or something. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, turnovers, Harry? Turnovers, one. Manaskuman has seven. Pete Samu and Quagga Smith have six as well. So, uh, I mean, particularly impressive from Quagga and Pete Samu who, has had a, who have had a little bit less game time. For the defenders, Beaton, um, no surprise with Ari yeah. Sevilla on 15. Speckman um, and Fares and ALB off his two games and uh, Milani Nanai are all on 13. So pretty much Kiwis and Speckman. Excellent. Carries, Mub Boy, Akira Yuwani, 41. So even though he has kind of been relatively absent the last two games, he obviously made probably about 40 carries in week one and then just left one for the last two weeks. Um, he's been pretty good, but I uh, expect big things from him against the Sun this week. Shannon Frizel. Come on, mate. The wall. Damn it. Show some respect. You both yeah. suck. Uh, Frizzle, my nizzle, uh, 38 Frizzle. carries um, so far this season, so likes to get his hand on Don't the Don't add too much on every player, man. 
Van <laughs> Den Heever, 34 carries. That's crazy, but we'll surely go down. And Liam Mitchell, 32. Hurric- in case you didn't know who he was. Oh, Hurricanes. <laughs> You're taking the piss, You Fuck it. You were going to do the next one, but no. Meters gained. You're at Van Der Heever. He's got... 326 metres, which is absurd for a shit player. And Nana Lamarpe, he's got 225. And Falau got 202. Shut your gob, mate. All right, that was great. Excellent. It's been a great podcast. We've been doing our very best to keep it shorter. And we have, fellas. We're at uh, about a, an hour 20 to That's finish tough. up. That's good. It's been a pleasure. Any last words? Uh, stay slutty. And don't forget, it's the Wolves and the Sun Chiefs.